Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. Wow, thank you so much for those kind words of introduction. And welcome to the service today as we celebrate Jesus. It's my privilege as well today to bring the Word of God to you. So open up your Bible, open up your heart, and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you today. Let's pray, shall we? Now, Father, I want to thank you for this moment that we have in your Word. Speak to our hearts and bless us even this moment as you anoint your servant to preach. In Jesus' name we pray, and every one of us say, Amen and amen and amen. Well, last week we began a series of messages about knowing the Holy Spirit. And we took time to understand the fact that the Holy Spirit is God. Therefore, you can trust Him. You can worship Him. And as God is a person, that means you can relate with Him because He speaks, He has a will, He has emotion. You can relate with the Holy Spirit. And today we want to get into another subject about the Holy Spirit so that you can fall in love with Him and that you would allow Him to become your bestest, testest friend forever, for life. Amen. And so I want to invite you into that. I want to talk about today knowing the Holy Spirit as our helper. I mean, to get us started off, I was reminded of a story on my own personal life. A couple of years ago, a riot broke out in the city of Kampala. And specifically, there was an area called, an area called Kisenyi where it is a hot spot for riots. And my wife ran our business in that area code. So when it broke out, she called me up and told me, hey man, this thing is getting serious here. Uh, we need to get out of this place. But I was, I was out of town. I had the vehicle. I didn't know how to get back into town. I'm, I'm perplexed. I'm wondering, how do I get into that place? And so quickly we called up my siblings and said, man, this is the scenario. And they quickly got a border border rider who, who knew us as a friend to us as well. He decided to put his life on the line. And he got onto that border border and he drove for about 10 kilometers, found my wife, told my wife, sit on this bike, hold yourself. In the meantime, by the way, my wife was about seven months or eight months pregnant. So you can imagine the tension that I'm going through. And by the grace of God, they tear through the chaos, they tear through all that, that mayhem, and they arrived safe on the other side. Wow, I was so excited, I was so grateful that we could get that help. That said, likewise for we, in this journey of faith in Christ Jesus, we need all the help we can get. And not just any kind of help, but God's help. We can attest to the fact that our journey of faith in Jesus is not one that is an easy journey. So we need all the help that we can get. That is why Jesus told the disciples in John chapter 14 that he would give them another helper. And the scriptures say this to us in John chapter 14 and verse 15 to 18. If you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. The context of the scripture here is that Jesus and the disciples were having the last supper. And that is when he announces his departure again to them. 
So inevitably, the disciples are confused. They're perplexed. They are sorrowful. They're wondering what's going on here. They had put all their hope, all their trust, all their faith in Jesus. They had grown to depend on him wholeheartedly. You need to remember something. When Jesus called the disciples, he said this to them, follow me. In other words, come and be my disciples. Come and I will show you the way in which you ought to live. The Bible gives us even examples of, of Peter and his brother John and James as well. The sons of Zebedee tells us about Levi. That when Jesus said, follow me, they left everything they had and followed Jesus. So at this point, we have abandoned everything. Now you're telling us you are abandoning us. You're leaving us. I can imagine what's going on in their minds. They're asking questions like, what's going to become of us? Whom are we going to do life with? How are we going to navigate life without you, Jesus? We had become dependent on you. But thanks be to God. Jesus knew what they were going through. Jesus understood the confusion that they were going through. And in verse 18, the scripture says, I will not leave you as orphans. In other words, I will not abandon you. In fact, I will come to you in another way. How was he going to do this? In verse 16, it says this, And I will ask the Father, and he will send you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth. Please note those words there. The word another is from the Greek word alos, which means another of the same kind. So Jesus is saying the other who is coming is exactly like him. Holy Spirit is God, Jesus is God, and they're one and the same with the Father. They are all God. But the other word in there says helper. Helper here is not what we think of our casual helpers here. It's that name, that word has been abused. But helper in this regard comes from the Greek word parakletos, which means the, the one who has been called alongside another. One who has been called to the side of another. So you come to support, you come to encourage, you come to walk alongside someone else to do life with them. The spirit of truth really is the Holy Spirit. And so when you read this, Jesus says, I will ask the Father to send you another helper. He's also saying he is a helper. That means everything that Jesus was to the disciples, the Holy Spirit would be to all of us who believe. Jesus taught them, Jesus guided them, Jesus counseled them, Jesus encouraged them, Jesus showed them the way to live with God. And even that would be the case for the Holy Spirit. But better still, watch this, the Bible says this, I will ask the Father to send you another helper who will be with you forever. Mark that. Jesus was here temporarily. He was here for a period of time. He came to redeem mankind from sin, the bondage of sin and the penalty of sin so that we can have a relationship with our Father and live a righteous and holy life that pleases God. So Jesus is now leaving and he's saying, look, the one that is coming who is like me will abide with you forever. In other words, you will be guaranteed the abiding presence of God with you on a consistent basis. Forever for us is through our time here on earth and into heaven. He will be with us. Ow! How, how exciting can that be? But he carries on and even makes it better for us. He says, you know him. He dwells with you and he will be in you. Holy Spirit, God lives on the inside of everyone to be our ever-present help in our time of need. Wow. Reminds you of Psalm 46 and verse 1. He is our ever-present help. So the Holy Spirit has been given to us to be our ever-present help, to come alongside us so that we can live a righteous and a holy life. 
so that we can have and, and display the character of Jesus, that we might be imitators of God. He's been given to us to be our ever-present help so that he can do life with us as we navigate the different life situations. Well, I'm, I'm glad that I've been given the Holy Spirit. Our walk of faith in Christ Jesus is not an easy one. So we need all the help we can get. There'll be times of trial, times of tribulation. There'll be times of sorrow. There'll be good times as well. And in every one of them, we need the help that we can get. So how does the Holy Spirit help us in this journey of faith in Christ Jesus? How does the Holy Spirit come alongside us to navigate the different issues of life? Well, a couple of things for you to know today. As our ever-present help, Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. Listen to what the scriptures say here. In John 16 from verse 12 to 15, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. He will glorify Me, for He will take of what is Mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has, has are Mine, therefore I said that He will take of Mine and declare it to you. Let's begin this way. We live in a world that has been murdered with lies. Lies about God. You hear things like God is just an imagination. Lies about what God expects of us. You hear people say, do whatever you feel is good or what you feel is right because truth is relative. There are lies about Jesus. That Jesus was merely a, a, a man or a good teacher or a good prophet. There are lies about sexuality. That you were born a homosexual. You were born that way. You can choose your gender. All these are lies and many more out there. Friends, let me say this to you. If you live your life based on the lies of the world, based on the lies of, of, of Satan and the enemy, you will not live a life that pleases God. You will not be able to live a righteous life at all. That is why the Spirit of truth has been given to us to guide us, to lead us, to direct us, to reveal to us all the truth, all the truth about God, all the truth about His ways, all the truth about life, concerning creation, concerning who you are, concerning the weather, concerning the climate, concerning farming, concerning relationship. All the truth that we need to know is found in the person of the Holy Spirit. Wow. And here's the good news. Long ago, the Holy Spirit moved men to write the Scriptures. The prophets to write the Scriptures. He revealed them in the Old Testament as we see. He revealed them in the New Testament as we see through the apostles, through the prophets, through Moses. And all that truth has now been embedded in one book called the Holy Bible. Woo! Hallelujah. There's no new truth. For all the truth we need to know is revealed in the Scriptures. So how does He help us in this regard? How does He guide us into all this truth that is already written in the Word of God? Well, He does it in a couple of ways. One of them is this. He teaches us. 
The scriptures say this in, in, in John chapter 14 and verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. The Holy Spirit brings understanding to us. He opens our minds to perceive the intended meaning of scripture. He helps us to interpret the word of God in light of who Christ is. A classic example that I felt I would share with you today is Ephesians chapter 5. When Paul is talking about marriage and from verse 21 to 33, beg your pardon. He, in that particular portion of scripture, he helps husbands and wives to see their relationship in light of who Christ is. He says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. In other words, I want you to know this today, that he opens us and helps us understand the scriptures to live in such a way as honors Christ Jesus. So let me say this to you categorically here today. If the teaching you are hearing doesn't line up to the character and to the person, to the holiness, to the righteousness, to the truth of who Jesus and his words say, run. Because as the spirit of truth he will not lead you to what is outside that which has already been revealed in the Word of God. So become a student of the Holy Spirit. Become a student of the Holy Spirit. Take the, the biggest, bestest manual that we have, the Bible. Read that Word, study that Word, and allow the Holy Spirit to teach you about God, about life, about anything that concerns you about who you are, how fearfully and wonderfully you are made, how you are loved by the Father. It's in the Word of God. But he carries on and also he, he, he guides us into all truth by reminding us. He reminds us of the Word of God. He reminds us of the Scriptures. Again, in, in John 14 and 26, but when the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. I don't know about you, but when you read the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you will quickly come to learn this truth, that the teachings and the lifestyle and the way of Jesus were not quickly understood by the disciples. In fact, in many cases, they did not even understand what Jesus said. Listen to what the Scriptures say in Luke chapter 18, verse 31 to 34. Jesus took the twelve aside and told them, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. He will be delivered over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him, and spit on him. They will flog him and kill him. On the third day, he will rise again. 34 says, the disciples did not understand any of this. Its meaning was hidden from them, and they did not know what he was talking about. When the Holy Spirit came to them, he reminded them of the teachings and the sayings of Jesus. And when he did that, they understood and believed the word of God. John chapter 2 and 22 says this. When therefore he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken to them. Let me say this to you friends. When you have the word of God, Holy Spirit will quicken your mind to remember that word in the moment and in the nick of time so that you might believe the word of God and obey the word of God. We cannot just read the scriptures for the sake of reading the scriptures. He makes us understand not just for the sake of understanding, but that we might apply it. So I want to encourage you. Don't run away from the book of Numbers. <laughs> don't run away from the book of Leviticus. 
Don't run away from the Old Testament. Don't run away from the book of Ezekiel because there are all these things. Stay there, study it because we have the Holy Spirit who will open your mind. And in that moment, if you don't even understand it later on in time, He will quicken your memory and you will be able to apply the Word of God. Wow. Hallelujah. I know this happens to me quite a bit and, and, and especially when I'm doing counseling. And you're talking to this person and like, Lord, help me out here. And he always quickens my mind to a portion of scripture that is the right word for that person in that moment, in that season. Hallelujah. Again, you have to be a student of the word of God. You have to. You have to depend on the Holy Spirit to give you insight. But he also guides us into all truth by telling us of things to come. When you read John 16, and 13 to 15, it says, the spirit of truth will guide you, in all, guide you into all truth. And he will tell you things to come. As the one who is the spirit of truth and he knows all things, he is the one who will let you know of what's coming up ahead. So that you can either avoid it or pre better prepare yourself for it. The book of Revelation is the Spirit of God helping us know what is coming at the end of time. It's the same when you go to the prophets of Daniel, when you go to Ezekiel, when you even go to the teachings of Paul or Peter. He tells us of things to come to prepare us, but also that we might avoid living in a certain way. The apostle Paul on his way to Rome in Acts chapter 20, from 20 to 24, he says this, And see, now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. Paul says, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish the race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Paul was ready to face whatever came because Holy Spirit had, had told him about it. Wow. And, and a story that I thought I would bring to you just to illustrate this whole idea of the Holy Spirit telling us of the future is my trip to Zambia. You know, in 2020, when my friend and pastor Brian were going to Zambia, I remember while we were in the airport in Ethiopia, the Holy Spirit said this to us as we were being taken to the taxi. He said, your luggage is not on the plane. And I thought it was a joke. But anyhow, to show me that it's the truth, I looked outside the plane window and I saw my bag getting ready to be put into another plane. But I thought that couldn't be. Many people have a bag like that. So I kind of ignored it. Anyhow, in the mid-air, about an hour later into the flight, the Holy Spirit said this to me, you're going to spend longer in Zambia than you expect. I thought, why am I thinking this way? At that point, I hadn't yet discerned that it was the Holy Spirit. First truck, about an hour later again, almost about 30 minutes before we landed, Holy Spirit said the same thing to me, you're going to spend longer in Zambia than you expected. And that's when I realized God is speaking. So anyway, we get off the plane, touch down, and as I was walking off the plane, I remembered, your luggage is not on the plane. <laughs> so we got to the luggage area and indeed our luggage is not on the plane. Thank God, five days later, oops, five days later, we got our luggage. It came finally to us. Now, in the middle of our course of stay in Zambia, about three days later, it was about a Wednesday, I remember very well, the Holy Spirit again said to me, you're going to spend longer in Zambia than you expect. Three days later, after that voice, after he had spoken to me, 24 hours before our flight back to Uganda, the nation of Uganda went into lockdown because of the COVID pandemic. And when the president announced the total shutdown of the country, I remembered what Holy Spirit had said. You're going to spend longer in Zambia than you expected. Wow. 
For 14 more weeks, we stayed in Zambia. But I went through it with the confidence to know that it was God's will for me to be in that place because He had already told me it was going to happen. Friends, we need to fall in love with the Holy Spirit. We need to allow Him to guide us into all things. We need to allow Him to be our best friend for life forever. I already said this. We need to do that. Wow. Hallelujah. He's been given to us as our ever-present help. So He helps us on this journey of faith in Christ Jesus by guiding us into all truth. But He helps us also on this journey of faith in Christ Jesus and to navigate life by number two, being our help in our weaknesses. In fact, He helps us in our weakness. Romans 8 to 26, 8 to 26 says this, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we do not know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. The word weakness in this regard encompasses sickness, suffering, and sorrow. It's really about the trials that we may face, the different circumstances that may shake us. I mean, the Bible is very clear in this particular regard here that Holy Spirit is our ever-present help in our time of need. Right there, that's what it says. We do not know how we ought to pray and the Holy Spirit does what? Prays for us. Holy Spirit comes alongside us and carries us in and through that trial. He is with us in our moments of weakness. When we do not know what to do, He is right there with us. And one of the ways He helps us in our weakness, the Bible tells us that He prays for us. You see, Holy Spirit lives inside of you. He lives inside of me. And in that moment of trial, He can recognize the pain, the agony. He recognizes your distress. And what does He do? Through you, He intercedes with groans that cannot be expressed. And who understands them? Only the Father does. The Bible says in verse 27, And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us in harmony with God's own will. So Holy Spirit understands and quickens us to pray. He is the one praying in us and through us. And only God understands that. And because he's the one praying according to God's will, the Bible says this, God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Woo, thank God for Holy Spirit. Take a moment and give a hand clap for the Holy Spirit right there. One of the ways is that he does that. But the other ways that he helps us in our weakness is that he gives us strength, he gives us courage, he comforts us in any trial. If you've ever lost a loved one and you are a believer, you sometimes ask yourself, I don't even know how I went through that trying moment. Let me tell this to you. Holy Spirit gave you grace, strength, wisdom, and courage to carry on. So friends, there you go. Holy Spirit has been given to us as our ever-present help to walk with us on this journey of faith with Christ Jesus, to navigate the path of life with us. And what that means for you and I then is that we must learn to practice the presence of the Holy Spirit. We must be intentional to seek God. That means you need to worship God. Set time to worship God. 
Set time apart to read and study the Word of God. Set time apart to fellowship with fellow Christ-like-minded believers. Set time apart and ensure you do this. And one final thing, obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. We have something beautiful. And I want to encourage you, don't let it slip away. Fall in love with the Holy Spirit. If you're a Christian, you already have Him. If you're not yet a believer, you're listening to this message and saying, I, I, I want what I'm hearing. Paul preaching in Acts chapter 2 and 38 tells them, Repent, be baptized in the Lord Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is available to all who believe on the inside of them. You need to believe in Jesus. You need to surrender your life to Christ. You need to be set free from your sin. And the Bible teaches me that when you do so, Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you. If you'd like to do this, make a decision today to surrender to Jesus, now is your time. If you mean it from your heart, I want to help you with this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, Thank you for paying the price for my sin. I believe you died for me and that you redeemed me. Forgive me for all my sins. Today I surrender to you. Make me your child and give me your Holy Spirit that I would live for you in righteousness and in holiness. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watertochurch.com. Hey, hey.